back two years ago, I made a decision to actually quit my job. The reason was not Dragonfolio China. It was rather my self-development because I reached a point in this company where I felt that I'm only working for money, not for myself anymore. People often reject to believe what they don't understand or what scares them. With Dragonfolio China, you have the unique chance to truly understand a frequently misconceived country and an inevitable shift in the 21st century. Just lean back and enjoy a fascinating journey through China that will astonish and reward you. Niemenhau guys and welcome to the next episode of Track and Folio China. My name is Eric and today this is kind of a anniversary edition because this is already the 20th episode of my podcast show and first of all I want to say thank you for all the feedback and of course to all the listeners. I received almost 700 downloads within the last month for my podcast and that's already for me a great accomplishment. I know my podcast is sort of a niche, but of course knowing that there are a lot of people who are interested and who are listening makes me not just happy, but also excited about future content and about my story here that I'm going to continue. And now, well, what, what do I talk about today in this anniversary edition? And I thought, well, I have never really properly introduced myself and the deep motivation behind Dragonfolio, so that is what I plan to talk about today. Some of you might know this already and some of you might find it a bit boring, then I just recommend skipping this episode, that's absolutely fine, but if you're interested a bit in my background and in the story behind Dragonfolio podcast, that is the show today to be, otherwise the next episode of course is going to be focusing more on China again. So... How did everything start? I have to say, first of all, back, let's say, 10 years ago, it was absolutely inconceivable for me to do anything like track and follow China. I didn't like to talk in front of people at all. I didn't like to share my opinion, really. I didn't have really, let's say, enough confidence. But also, to be honest, I didn't care about a lot of things around me. Um, I was really good in sports. I was always very interested in sports, but I never really enjoyed talking too much to other people, especially if they don't know me. So I only felt really comfortable in a certain circle of people. And well, almost needless to say, I was barely interested in a lot of things outside of my comfort zone. And of course, this also included cultures, strangers, and all these things that did not belong to my direct environment, rather made me feel anxious, but not curious at all. And with that, of course, I also feared to speak in foreign languages. Even though in school we have English almost every day, but having an English conversation with foreigners, going to another country, and having exciting debates or exchange cultural knowledge, there was almost off limits for me. And I remember even when I started working and when I went to university and joined an international program, this didn't really change until I made the decision to go to Singapore for an internship in 2012. I chose 
Singapore on purpose because I read that it is a melting pot of cultures, of languages, ethnic groups, and so it seemed like a awesome opportunity for me to break out and push my self-development. And I would say going to Singapore, going to Asia, it happened to be Singapore, but going to Asia was the first big game changer in my life. There are two big game changers in my life. What is the second one? I will let you know in a few minutes. But with Singapore, you can say that, first of all, I saw that, well, how big the world is and what the world does really offer. And secondly, it really triggered a certain impulse. So I suddenly became interested in foreign cultures, in languages, and this kind of urge to know more about them really grew inside me. The Chinese culture, which is present everywhere in Asia, but of course also in Singapore, um, was one of the cultures that fascinated me the most. Ironically, after going to Singapore, it took me, I think, another four years until I really eventually set foot on, on China, on China mainland for the first time. Though even before that, all my annual leave that I had, I spent fully on traveling in Asia. And despite having a full-time job, actually, in Germany back then, I spent about two months every year in Asia. So I spent every second possible to explore these fascinating countries. How is it actually possible with a full-time job? You might ask yourself, well, if you work in Germany and you get along with your boss, then this is likely possible. So working and studying in places like Singapore and Taiwan had certainly provided some cultural fortes. But when I really arrived in China finally for the first time, I was so astonished how dynamic this country is. I mean, our imagination of China and reality is frequently really far apart. Sure, I mean, I know you cannot compare Shanghai to a rural area in Inner Mongolia. I know that. And I know that China is big and there are a lot of different places. But overall, after traveling to a lot of provinces and cities, I definitely can say that this country is amazing and there's lots of potential. Generally speaking, the life there, in urban areas especially, but also everything around it, the infrastructure, people, daily application of technology, they did not just exceed my expectations, but partly really outperform totally all other benchmarks that I had seen so far, whether it's in, in Europe or in Asia or North America. And so within a bit more than one year, I actually visited China for five times and really explored the country. And even when I was back in Germany at that time, I did intensive research. I wanted to know more about this country because I was convinced that China is certainly more than the frequent corroded copycat or just you know a overpopulated country that's full of smog and large factories it became so obvious to me that china is yeah on its way eventually to become the new global superpower of this century that has a enormous impact on our planet right and with this i was studying a lot about china and there was one thing that always bugged me and that is 
I'm not just interested in one particular area, let's say only focusing on economics or politics or just want to know which food is amazing in China. No, I want to get the whole pictures. I want to see how things work together. What are the interfaces? How do economy, culture, demographics, whatever, how do they influence each other? How does this all fit together? And I realized there's no platform that provides this transparent and full image for me. And especially, how does China really impact the rest of the world? We hear a lot about this, but we know very, very little. What's the role of China right now in the future? How important is China for a well-working globalization? These are all questions that remain unanswered. And so that was basically, you can say, the first reason why I created Dragonfolio There are no valuable information about China. I mean, either they are not true or they're very outdated, repetitive, and just they don't really deliver any value. And so I started to create a platform that would solve these problems to really collect information, data, and yeah, drawing mind maps and yeah, created a picture first of all for myself. What is China really all about? At the same time, I also happened to learn more about investment or actually it was the first time I really got into the area of investment. And it wasn't until I finished all my business studies, actually, which is really ironic if you think about it. I was working in investment departments in my former company and also all my business studies were highly finance related. But I never, like most of my classmates, I never had any real relation to investing or really cared about it. My personal finances. My personal finances so far were just, I know how much I'm going to save per month. That's pretty much it. But when I started, I cannot even say what was the exact trigger impulse. But when I started suddenly to learn about this, to study it, went really quick and no worries i'm not one of these you know bitcoin guys or trading gurus that claims it is super easy to make a lot of money or that claims to become rich very fast by just investing money in i don't know what but as i really spent a lot of time and as i was really interested in this topic i learned how it is possible to make money sustainably in a very relaxed way but also very profitable. And despite some ordinary mistakes that you must make on your way, I learned very quickly how to invest successfully. And guess what? With this background in finance and investment, plus my knowledge and interest about China, I thought, wow, this is actually the perfect chance. Because when I was in China, I was always astonished by everything, but... I didn't really participate in the growth, except that I spent my money there. I didn't gain any money back. I didn't know how, how would I invest in China as a small potato, which I am. And so the second reason why I created Dragonfolio is to offer reliable possibilities to benefit from China's rise. And at this time, I already invested in China. 
because again I combine those two areas and so I knew about this way and I developed this concept but then the question is is there a demand do other people also want to know about this are they interested is it useful for other people and now I'll tell you a short story which I haven't told anybody I think it was back in summer 2017 if my mind serves me right when I had this idea of creating this kind of platform which I mentioned China and investment I was still very unsure about it and not because I didn't believe in the idea but more like how can I create a platform about China that people are really interested never mind a business and so one day I uh, had a beer in the evening with one of my best friends. We basically this evening discussed several ideas around our lives and I also mentioned my idea and I told him about my doubts. And then he was just like, well, why not? I mean, if you believe in it, you have to start eventually and even though you won't start perfectly, but just seeing the progress you make can already be a huge reward for you. And, well, so I started. I don't think it was the day afterwards, but probably two days later. And so I started with this entire project. The name Dragonfolio, how did this actually come up? This is a good topic for another episode. I think it would be a bit too long for today. I'm afraid we're running out of time. So let me tell this story in another episode. But... Anyway, I started with Dragonfolio China, which was basically a hobby in the first place. First, it was a very pathetic way of collecting email addresses and just to mail people about my idea and telling them I have a newsletter now. And yeah, that's how everything started with a monthly newsletter. Later, this turned into a weekly newsletter. Um, I started a bit posting on social media, never really seriously, to be honest, but also offered um, stock portfolios for people. I started a blog, now a podcast. I'm on LinkedIn. And so it turned more from, let's say, a hobby to a serious project, never a full-time project, but it is something that I enjoy doing very much. And almost every day, I spend at least a few minutes, if not a few hours on it, and so, well, this is basically my personal life project. To summarize Dragonfolio China, Dragonfolio China actually exists to provide a trusted investment and education platform for curious and ambitious people who want to know more about China and investment. You don't need to care about investment. You still can enjoy Dragonfolio China. That's the good thing. Whether you're a total newcomer at the end or you already know more about China or investment, it doesn't really matter. I think there's something for anybody and there are always insights that I share with you that you won't find commonly on other places which are quite unique, which are either my own experiences or really well researched, which is nothing that you can read in ordinary newspapers. I guarantee you that. And this is also why I created this podcast, since I use every channel for, let's say, a different format and different topics. 
And the podcast channel is especially to tell stories, to tell stories about China, about the world, and also a bit my own stories. It is less about investment. You might have noticed that. It is not the major focus here. In my newsletter, I talk more about investments so people can choose what they like. And I don't have this podcast channel to, you know, lure people with my podcast like a bait and then try to, um, yeah, convert them to my newsletter and sell. That's not the purpose. It is really because I want to tell people about China and I want to, yeah, also make people listening to my voice and what I have to say to, yeah, bring some more transparency into this whole world around China, which is obviously influencing us a lot already. And so I want to focus here rather on, let's say, cultural and economic interfaces. And that is why I yeah decided to create the Dragonfolio China podcast. What do I do when I'm not busy with Dragonfolio China? So that might be also interesting for you. Well, in the beginning, as I said, it was just a hobby. So I was still working. Um, I was working for... Um, one of the largest chemical companies in the world called BSF. Some of you might have heard of it. I was always in finance and investment functions there. Never in chemicals. I have no clue about chemicals, to be honest. And then back two years ago, I made a decision to actually quit my job. The reason was not Dragonfolio China. It was rather my self-development because I reached a point in this company where I felt that I'm only working for money, not for myself anymore. And then apart from that, I wanted to pursue a target which was actually a big dream already, and that is to really study Mandarin. And when I say study, I mean more seriously to really become fluent. And for this, you eventually have to go to China. There's almost no other way for ordinary people. The last year, I basically spent on traveling, exploring the world again. And then in the second half of the year, I started to go to China and to focus more on my Mandarin. This is where I'm right now. Well, right now I'm literally in the Netherlands at this point in time, simply because of the coronavirus, which does not permit me to return to China presently. I hope I can return back to China this year to finish up some stuff there. After finishing up my Mandarin studies, well, I think that's a lifelong study process, but of course my focus right now on learning Mandarin is much higher than it will be in the future because once you reach a certain point you should also move forward and do other things. I don't really know what I'm going to do next year. I'm definitely looking for a new personal challenge. So of course Dragonfolio China will continue to grow. Apart from Dragonfolio China I think with my interest and with my background for me there's no question that in the future I'm also going to work in a field again where I can use my financial cultural expertise as well as my Mandarin to help nations, organizations, companies to grow, especially of course with collaboration between China and other parts of the world, but also to just explore this huge market potential that we still have. And I will definitely contribute to this bright side and at the end be a part of our growing wealth globally. And Yes, with that, uh, I can actually end up this episode. I hope you could learn something from my story. And of course, now you also know 
the exact motivation between track and follow China, which I think is important because when you follow a channel like this, it is important, I think, for everyone to know why is he exactly doing this because only then you can actually get a sense behind this and then you might also understand where the value for you is. If you have feedback for this episode, like always, leave me a comment on my LinkedIn or Instagram post. I'm always happy to receive any kind of feedback. And with that, have a great weekend and I see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Dragon Folio China podcast. As you've kept listening until now, I assume you enjoyed the show and would appreciate a five-star rating on your podcast app, which allows other folks to learn about this important topic as well. For more fascinating insights into China and for easy ways to benefit, make sure to visit the website at dragonfolio.net and sign up for the free newsletter.